Hi, everybody. How are we doing today? We can get louder than that. How are we doing today? I'm Maria Papadakis, everybody. For if you who don't know me, I'm the Toronto FC social host, and I'm very happy to be here with you all today. I can't wait for Liverpool to win tonight. I'm kidding. So this is a very great day. I'm so exci excited. Champions League is one of my favorite things to watch. I'm very, very excited for the game to happen. 2.45 cannot come any sooner. But first, let's get the first panel up here. We have Mitchell Tierney uh, moderating it today with Laura Armstrong, Joshua Cloak, and Armin Madakins. Let's give them a round of applause. We have been upgraded. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a great venue. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Mitchell Tierney. I host the Footy Talks podcast. And today is our first live edition of the Footy Talks podcast ahead of the big game today, that being Toronto FC 2 against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Why are we uh, not there? I know. Scheduling uh, conflict. I can't, I can't believe they scheduled the game today. I think even the referees are going to go check the VAR every once in a while to check up on the game. Um, but no, we're here to talk about the Champions League final, Liverpool against Real Madrid. And what an interesting final we have because... I, I think it's fair to say that Liverpool, they are the underdogs in this game, but they aren't a team that play like underdogs. Um, they attack, and they haven't looked like underdogs at all during this competition. In fact, they might be the best team uh, from start to finish in this competition. Um, Armin, that sets up for quite an interesting final, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that we're watching two teams who could not be any more different coming into this. I mean, Real Madrid, a very, very established Champions League team versus Liverpool, a team who probably surprised a few people coming into it. Um, it's been a really crazy ride for Jurgen Klopp's team. The fact that they've got past a massive team like Manchester City and uh, the way they've been playing, especially like attacking, goal-scoring, heavy football, it's been unbelievable. And the, the two managers for these teams, they, the teams are kind of modeled after that. You look at Jurgen Klopp and his kind of heavy metal style of football that he likes to play, and then Zinedine Zidane and his star-heavy team. Um, what do we make of the two managers for these teams and uh, how their teams play off of them, Josh? Well, I think everybody here knows who I'm rooting for today. Are the Bab Sox boys in the house? Look at these ones. Right? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Before we get into managers, can we just acknowledge this hat over here? <laughs> There's value in raiding your parents' closets. There's value in raiding your parents' closets. Um, I think what's miraculous about Klopp is just how he's taken a, a club of not necessarily average players, but players that... Uh, you know, might be uninspiring and, and might not make it on a lot of other of these top three, top four clubs. And he's just inspired them to buy in. That's a very difficult thing to do in European football is to get all your players buying into one specific style of play and one that demands a lot of physical exertion, which isn't to say players don't like running, but he's asking them to put their bodies on the line every single match. And now he's proven that that can work. And... You know, we were kind of talking about tactics and stuff before. To me, what I think is remarkable here is you have a balance or, or kind of you have two managers facing off with very different styles. Klopp, a tactics-heavy manager who believes in, you know, the importance of tactics in the modern game. And you have Zinedine Zidane who this week said, 
I don't, I'm, I'm not a really tactically advanced manager. I have, a, I have a club full of superstars and I let them go. So to me, it's kind of a contrast in, in ethos and I think that's going to be really interesting because I think it could really spark a debate moving forward whether, like, how much tactics matter at the highest level of European football, right? I think that this conversation has to come with, like, a little asterisk at the bottom that says, Josh is German, Bayern lost to Real Madrid. Just, like, wow. at the beginning of I'm it. Out. <laughs> we need to remember that Josh is not happy with Real Madrid in any way. Who, I mean, besides the, the, the people in white and black and pink and teal, who is happy about Real Madrid being here? Like... It's the antichrist of football. Like it's it's wow. it, it well it's a, it's a scourge of like the year after year after year. And I'm rooting for Liverpool. I really am. But at this point, like smart money is always on Madrid. Smart money is always on Madrid. I watched Bayern outplay them, outplay the hell out of them, especially in that second leg. But in the back of your mind, you're still saying that Madrid don't lose. And like that, that kind of stuff is, it's antichrist, okay, but it's just annoying. It's just annoying to see this team come in in the back of your mind. I mean, I'll put it to this table over here. The back of your mind, you're still kind of thinking, it's still Real Madrid. It's future uh, Real Madrid player, Mo Salah. <laughs> but, but, and I don't want to, they do bring up a good point. If there's one player right now that can take over a match across the world, I really believe that Mo Salah has eclipsed, he's eclipsed Ronaldo. He's eclipsed Ronaldo as the player. Like if you had to say, I want one guy, I have to put all my chips in on one guy to change the course of a match. He's eclipsed Mo Salah. He's eclipsed Ronaldo. This season, yes, not all. Yeah, not, but not, when you're playing in the Champions League final and you're Ronaldo and you're like, oh, I played in like five of these and I have like a bunch of Ballon d'Ors or whatever, you want Ronaldo over Mo Salah. You want the guy who's been in that moment and come up big, do you not? Uh, right now, no. Right now, on current form, how can you argue against what Mo Salah is doing? Not, no, we know his name. We got it. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> But, like, how can you argue against what he did this season in his current form? Completely. Yeah, but if, you look at the, if you look at what Ronaldo's done, if you look at Mo Salah, this is why we're having this conversation about Ballon d'Or. In terms of all of their statistics, they're so similar. Yeah. So, if they're so similar coming into this, Ronaldo has actually played less minutes this season than Mo Salah, so he might be coming in a little bit less fatigued. And also you're going to want to go with the guy who has the experience. You're going to want to go with the guy who knows how to win. And as much as I hate that Cristiano Ronaldo knows how to win, the manager knows how to do it. Yeah, or we should also be talking about Tony Cruz, but we'll save that discussion for I mean, I a think little the, bit later. I think the, the similarities between Salah and Ronaldo in terms of their goal-scoring and game-changing ability, they're not too different, which is a huge testament for Salah. I mean, Ronaldo has been, like you guys said, a very experienced winner, but the fact that... Salah and, uh, by extension, Firmino have combined for 20 of Liverpool's goals in this competition is, is unbelievable. But what I think is the key matchup here, like you alluded to, is going to be that midfield. I think both teams have strong attacking lineups, and you can argue maybe Karim Benzema hasn't been in the best of form, but uh, it's that midfield, and I think where we're going to see a winner and a loser is 
in the depth that Real Madrid has to be tactically flexible, whereas Liverpool, while they're very, very hard to handle, can be also very one-dimensional. Gareth Bale starting today, I heard. Is he? No, I did. I, 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 the Twitter was telling me. Twitter never lies. Someone uh, tell us what Twitter is saying right now. Get on it. I hear Gareth, I hear Gareth Bale's in the 11. He's on the bench? Oh, really? No, He's Bale. on the bench. He's on the bench? Oh, Twitter Twitter's lied to you. Are the lineups out? Bale's on the bench? Wow. The hell do I? <laughs> the internet lied. It's a shock. Speaking of, of goal scoring, um, these are two teams that have scored a ton of goals in this competition and do score a ton of goals in general. Um, Laura, we've come to expect kind of cagey finals um, in terms of cup finals in general. The teams don't really want to make mistakes, but um, Liverpool only seems to know how to play one way, and that's full attacking football. Do you think we're going to see a heavy goal-scoring game today? Yeah, and I, I mean, I hate when people say, as a neutral, because I am also rooting for Liverpool, but as a neutral, I would love to see that. But I think we were talking about this earlier. Liverpool's semifinal, I think, is going to be sort of a blueprint for how this game is going to go. I don't necessarily think it's going to be as out and out, just simply because it's a final, there's only one game, it's 90 minutes, whatever the case may be. But Liverpool is at its best when it is going full throttle attacking, and I don't think that you abandon that style when you you get to the biggest game of the year. And I think that if you see Liverpool abandon that style, they're super screwed because their defense is not that good. Well, that's the question. Liverpool, I, I, I said 12 minutes. I would bet within 12, 15 minutes we see a Liverpool goal. Is there enough from their back line to hold on yeah. through the rest of the match? Like, yeah, they, might, they might double on but, and, and get two within 30, but is there enough in that Liverpool back line yeah. to hold off Madrid? Because... It, I mean, it depends what kind of football you're into. I mean, Liverpool is going to come out sprinting. Yeah. Um, and this is where the experience comes into play. Yes. Because I, I think you're right. I think there's enough, the Tony Cruz, the Cristiano Ronaldo's of the world, mm -hmm. um, to just be able to, like, we, we've got this. We know there's 90 minutes. And so until that final whistle, I do not think you can count out Madrid at this point. But you're right in the sense, let's just compliment each other, Josh. You That's are what we're right here in for. the sense that it's very much a, Liverpool is a collective. And I think that if they keep that collective, if they're all playing for each other the way that they've done so far this season, it's like this team, I don't think based on the talent that they have, yeah, Mo Salah is fantastic. But if you look at the guys who like, you know, have played um, in this team and, and participated significant minutes like a guy like even we're still having conversations about Adam Lilana and like Alex Oxley Chamberlain who I am still bitter about leaving Arsenal so like take this with a grain of salt but like the fact that these guys are having this like we're having this conversation about these guys going to the Champions League final is almost insane they're not the best players in the world so it's the fact that every single player on that 11 works their ass off that Get, got them to this point and if they don't do that for the 90 minutes then they'll be in trouble but I think that they that's just ingrained in this team and it's hugely important well given that uh, and maybe we can get some we'll get some feedback um, you just got who's, some who's more who's more integral to this run Mo Salah for just playing the way he does or Jurgen Klopp for getting the entire team to buy in to a specific style of football. Yeah, we know how you guys think. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Where's the guy with the hat? 
guy. I, I only value his opinion. It's got to it's got to be Jurgen Klopp. I mean, the other thing that uh, Liverpool had to deal with was a loss of their one of their most, if not the most, key player on that team or in the midfield, which was Felipe Coutinho. This is a team that played so differently at the start of this tournament compared to the end. And the fact that Klopp not only mitigated the loss of an incredibly important player, but actually made Liverpool better as a result is is a huge testament to his abilities as a manager. I completely agree. If you would have said a year ago, yeah, you're going to lose Coutinho, but you'll be in the Champions League final, no one would have taken that bet. That's true. Here we are. Yeah, absolutely. How much does the depth of the two teams play into this game? Because... I mean, if, if things go wrong for Liverpool, there's not that much different they can do in terms of players they can potentially bring off the bench. And at the same time, if, if things go uh, not great for uh, Real Madrid off the top, they have a ton of guys that they can bring off the bench and potentially, you know, get back into a, a tie game or, or win it eventually. Yeah, Real Madrid has options and they also have tactical flexibility the way that Liverpool maybe doesn't. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Zidane actually lines up his midfield. He can play different players. I mean, there's no naturally wide players at Real Madrid's midfield, but he can play Lucas Vasquez there. He can, he can uh, change things around. So that's, I think, where we'll see a little bit more of Real Madrid's advantage is after the hour mark, after that 70-minute mark, if things aren't necessarily going Real Madrid's way, they have options. And not only do they have options, they have high-quality options, whereas Liverpool will, I mean barring like a disastrous defensive showing, Liverpool can see out the majority of the game with their starting 11 uh, and bring in guys to sort of shore up on the physical side of things, like doing the hard things like running, jumping and all that. But if Klopp needs to turn a game on its head, it, his options are severely limited. That's why it's absolutely imperative that Liverpool put two on the board in the first half. Because there's, I mean, if Christian Bale is on your bench and Christian Bale is the guy that you can bring in, like, it, Liverpool doesn't Batman. have that. What's that? Batman. Right. No, Christian Bale. How many have you had? Um, look, he, there's there's too much quality on Madrid's bench. That it, it's, it's not... Are you shaking your head? The more we talk about this, the more I really feel bad for Liverpool. And, like, yeah. I, I really went into this game. Like, I, I think that I, like, fell under the spell of their, like, Champions League run. And I, like, lived in this, like, dreamland that I go to every once in a while that you need when you're an Arsenal fan. And it... Oh, he's back. He's back. We missed you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stressful. But, I th like, I, I think you're right. You can... Even, as a neutral, you can talk yourself into you can, it. Yeah, can you talk can talk yourself into, into Liverpool all you want, but when you look at the lineups, you're just like, ah, oh. like it's 65, 70. You're like, oh, they get to bring yeah. that guy in. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 just not fair. Yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool has to get the job done with their eleven. Like that's really what it is. It's not going to be a, a question of winning the match with some guy off the bench. It's going to be like, is our tactical shape, is our formation, is our way of playing, our style of playing good enough to beat Real Madrid? And if it is, you'll see it within the first hour of 75 minutes. If not, I, I don't think this is a game that Liverpool is going to necessarily win off the bench. I do want to see what Christian Bale can do on the pitch, though. Now that we're, now that we're talking about it. <laughs> I, I, I almost hate to bring up another thing that might go in Real Madrid's way, but... The fact that this game is played at a neutral venue, and we've seen um, how well 
Liverpool have done at Anfield and how big of an advantage that's been for them playing in front of the Co-op and their home fans. Um, at the same time, Real Madrid, it doesn't seem to matter where they go and play this year. I mean, they've gone to Parc des Princes. Uh, obviously, they won at the Allianz Arena. Don't want to bring up that too much again, but um, they've won at some of the biggest venues throughout Europe. Um, and yeah, it just doesn't seem to be a problem for them wherever they play. I don't think it matters. I think that if you, I think you have a bigger, if you can't, if these guys can't get up for this game, no matter where it is, then I, I don't think it matters. It's not like they're going to Spain, you know, it's not like they're, they're going to have to play against Real Madrid's fans. If they can't get up for this game, they don't deserve to win it. So, I mean, yeah, I, sorry. I mean, well, you don't have to apologize not to, not to me. Not to you. Sorry, I, I appreciate the apology. Yeah. But no, I mean, it, it doesn't, uh, yeah, I, I agree that Liverpool's been great at Anfield, but Laura's right. I mean, if, if you can't, and Mo Salah in particular, like, doesn't matter where you are. You, you got to get up for it. It's, it's, it's one game. I mean, it's, it's why we see the best players in the world emerge during the World Cup. Doesn't matter where it is. It's just, like, you, you have to rise to the occasion. Um, so... Yeah, it, it, I'm sure for them they'd like it to be at Anfield, but... I also think Liverpool's away form has been greatly exaggerated. I think the fact that they went down to Sevilla, and, uh, I mean, Sevilla's been like that opponent that's been kind of under their skin a little, but they went to the Etihad, they beat Manchester City. I mean, that's something. And I think it doesn't really necessarily matter what the venue is for a final, especially if it's a neutral venue, but I, I don't think Liverpool is chronically plagued by some sort of inability to play away from home either. I think they'll be fine. I don't think the venue will play a huge part in this. This is such an interesting tactical battle because, as you mentioned earlier, we've got the Liverpool kind of high press versus Zidane's... Gig and pressing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Versus Zidane's kind of just play your star players um, a little bit. But are there any individual tactical battles you'll be looking at in this game that um, potentially you think could determine the result? I'd keep an eye on Marcelo. I haven't been really like convinced of the way he he can plays. Like I'm, I I would watch him. He's he struck me as a bit of a liability as of late. So he's like in terms of maybe like a one-on-one battle that might be like a one of the very few deficiencies in like Madrid's 11 but like otherwise again you're you're it comes back to what we've been talking about the whole time it comes back to this kind of collective approach and the collective kind of thrust and heft of one idea against 11 different players that you know maybe besides Mo Salah outrank every single Liverpool player on on paper so it, it one-on-one battles, it, it might not factor so much into this match, but it, that doesn't mean it won't be interesting at all, right? I think the I think whatever Roberto Firmino has to do in midfield is going to be a huge thing for Liverpool. Uh, I'm not sure what the starting lineup is, but if Casemiro is starting, or, or if it's Tony Cruz... Uh, is Casemiro in? Fucking yeah. Casemiro. So if it's Casemiro, I mean, Casemiro's going to have a job marking Roberto Firmino because Firmino drops into that midfield or like pushes back into the midfield to help support Liverpool. So uh, if Casemiro can cut off that supply route, uh, what you're left with is basically Mo Salah doing Mo Salah things and then Sadio Mane trying to burn uh, the right back with speed, which 
I don't necessarily think Real Madrid has a problem dealing with fast players. So it's going to be an interesting battle to watch in that midfield. I think that's where this game is going to be won and lost. Do we have any uh, audience questions? I know Maria has a microphone up there. Um, anyone, anyone have any questions ahead of this game? You can put up your hand. If, if you, you want to get your thoughts and feelings about last night's TFC game out, we are here to listen. We really are. Where'd the guy with the hat go? <laughs> Make mine a double guy with the hat. No, no questions. No. All right. Oh, a question right there. All right. I guess we'll. I guess we'll do from from left to right predictions. Uh, I think. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Uh, your your predictions on the scoreline of the game, please. So predictions. I think it's going to be a close one. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as everyone's expecting. Um, and I think it's going to go slightly in Real Madrid's favor. I think I'm going to say two one Real Madrid. I don't agree with that. <sighs> Look, my dude, I, my heart, my, I, I am, I'm not trying to please you, I'm trying to please the guy with the hat. Uh, my heart says Liverpool, but you, you learn that, like, you look at whoever won it last, and until you, they show you any reason to doubt them, you, you got to go back to, to Madrid. I'll take 3-2 Madrid. And I'm talking a late, a late goal. I'm talking two, two from uh, Liverpool within the first 30, and then the slow decline of, of, of Jurgen Klopp's smile. Keep in mind, this is a dejected Bayern fan that just saw his uh, his <laughs> club go through something similar. That's going to be the saddest part similar. of Liverpool loses, eh? Jurgen Klopp just being sad. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. He'll, he'll still be so happy because he'll be so proud of all of his, like, ducklings that Beautiful he has. man. Beautiful man. Where are you at, Laura? I think that Liverpool is going to win, and I think that they're going to win, like, 5-4. I think it's going to be a disaster. I think you guys are going to be wrecked by the end of the day. I think you are going to be exhausted. That's not a disaster. I want to see these guys get after it. No, but like wrecked, like emotionally wrecked. Like oh, yeah. 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 Like that semifinal. I think it's going to go like that semifinal. Yeah. Laura, I'm with you on that one. I think 4-2 Liverpool. Yeah. For sure. She said 5-4. Well, like Liverpool's well, going to yeah, win no matter what. It doesn't what, have to be the exact same I'm just score, saying 4-2 Liverpool. Uh, I want 5-4. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Me too, fun. as... I'm As taking the scoreline that I would like, and I would like Liverpool to live up to that. Mitch, where are you at? I'll go Liverpool. I'll go. I'll go three-two. Um, that's it's a hard one to to predict because, like you said, the mind continues to say Real Madrid, and you can almost talk yourself out of Liverpool when you look at. Um, like we said, all the tactics and all the players on the field, but I don't know. This run's just been something special from Liverpool this season. Um, I should I should have said Liverpool now, thinking because these guys might have put a few rounds together for us. So I should have. That's true. You weren't playing the crowd very well there, Josh. No, but I've I've been burned before by Madrid, and I I know what to I expect. I bet you that Charmin will be buying everybody drinks of Liverpool wins. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I had for everyone. That. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I think that brings us to the end of our panel. Um, thank you very much, everyone, uh, for listening in today. We've got another panel coming up with the Sportsnet crew. 
uh, James Sharman, Thomas Dobby, and Brendan Dunlop. Um, so thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and enjoy the game. <laughs>